Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch Podcast. We keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show recapping the weekend of February 18th through the 20th, plus President's Day the 21st, 2022. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. It was a pretty decent time at the box office this past weekend, which if you're here in the States and had Monday off for President's Day, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, myself, I actually ended up seeing two movies in theaters this weekend uh, for the Oscars Death Race. Um, other than that, though, you know, I'm definitely well in the packing mode for my upcoming apartment move in a couple of weeks, so hence the episode being a little bit later this week than normal. I'm going to do my best in the next couple of weeks to you know stay on top of episodes, still get one out every week if possible, um, but can't really make any promises. Uh, it's likely going to be you know, sort episodes if at all um now this coming weekend looks like it's going to be a little bit lighter so who knows i may end up skipping this coming week but the weekend after march 4th we potentially have the first 100 million opener of 2022 in the batman so definitely be planning on having an episode for that at the very least uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there though in the meantime, let's look at this week's box office numbers. Uh, like I said, it looks pretty decent, if not actually pretty good compared to expectations with two wide releases at the top of the charts. Um, as with most holiday weekends, I'll be reporting for three-day numbers, though I'll also make a note of the four-day totals, uh, including Monday as well. In first place, we have, from Sony Pictures, Uncharted, an adaptation of the popular video game franchise starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, despite some misgivings people had about Tom Holland maybe being miscast for the lead role, um, the film still opened to a very solid $44 million over the three-day weekend in 4,275 theaters, per theater average of $10,295. Over the four-day weekend, it grossed $51.3 million. Now, in comparison, Box Office Pros had it forecasted to open at only about $30 million over the three-day and $35 million over the four-day, so definitely an overperformance all around. Uh, this was helped by the younger skewing audience. 48% of the audience was under 25, 75% under 35 years old. Uh, overseas, it made another $87.8 million, and I believe at least in 47 markets or so, for $139.1 million total to date. Um, at this rate, it's already ahead of its $120 million production budgets globally, um, though, of course, it's still needs to gross more to you know make, break even with the other theater ref share and marketing costs um this is the biggest opening since no way home um you know, the biggest opening of 2022 to date um and aside from that outlier if you go you know ignoring no way home it's the biggest opening since ghostbusters afterlife last year also at 44 million now, I had a fairly poor critic score, you know, pretty, uh, you know, uh, despite being uncharted, it was a fairly charted uh, plot, according to critics, um, but and had a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. However, the audience seemed to like it, 90% from audience on Rotten Tomatoes, and a B-plus cinema score, both for at least pretty decent legs. I'd say, you know, the typical 2.5x legs at this point, similar to what the 2018 Tomb Raider film, um, you know, at 2.5x, that would put this at about 110 million domestic total. Uh, worldwide, it looks like it'd probably get to 400 million and uh, with China that could go even up to 500 million. Uh, in second place, we have Channing Tatum's dog movie, appropriately titled Dog, distributed by United Artists. Uh, this one made a cool $14.8 million over the three-day weekend in 3,677 theaters, per theater average of $4,048. Uh, through Monday, that number went up to $17.3 million. Again, it's an overperformance of Box Office Pro's forecast of $9 million for the three days and $11.5 over the four days. Another million overseas or so puts it at about $18.5 million for the worldwide total. Now, 
obviously this isn't as high a number as Uncharted, but in its own way, it's just as successful. Uh, this one had a budget of only $15 million, which uh, has already been, it's already been with domestic numbers alone. Um, also good to see that while Uncharted skewing male and young, um, Dog skewed older and female with 54% women and 53% over 35, 37% over 45. Um, that's kind of so that everyone is more, everyone, all demographics are more and more likely to return to theaters compared to even a few months ago um, where, you know, stuff like House of Gucci was, you know, probably the highest grossing and most adult films, uh, you know, weren't really doing that well because of the older audiences not coming back. Uh, with 76 from critics and 90% from our audience on Rotten Tomatoes and an A- minus on CinemaScore, I could very well see this sitting and staying for a while to come. A 3x multiplier would put this at about 450 million domestic, uh, for, sorry, 45 million domestic, with I would say maybe 50 million being the absolute ceiling on this one. Uh, looking at the rest of the top five, it's pretty familiar faces. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home dropped a mere 1% ahead of its Blu-ray and home media release uh, with 7.5 million in 2,956 theaters per theater average of 2,523 and a running domestic total of 770 million. Uh, 1.832 billion worldwide. Uh, notably, that 770 million domestic number officially pushes it past Avatar's 760 million to be the third highest grossing domestic box office to date. Uh, fourth place, we have Death on the Nile in its second weekend, dropping a pretty steep 49% uh, to 6.5 million in 3,280 theaters per theater average of 2001, running total of 25.3 million after a three-day weekend. Another 49 million abroad puts it at about 75 million worldwide, which is against its 90 million budget and you know not breaking even there. Uh, more on Death on the Nile later this episode. Finally, in fifth place, we have Jackass Forever in week three, dropping 36% to 5.2 million in 3,071 theaters for per theater average of 1696 and running total of 46.7 million domestic, just under 12 million abroad for about 60 million total um, lifetime, running again against a $10 million budget. Now, outside of the top five, some notable films uh, and some performances. Uh, Marry Me and Weekend 2 dropped down to sixth place with a 53% drop. Again, pretty steep 17.8 million domestic against a 23 million budget, though, again, it's close to 36 million worldwide. Uh, Sing 2 in Weekend 9 dropped a mere 7% to 7th place in a running total of 147 million domestic, 333 million worldwide. It is now the biggest post-pandemic animated film. Um, there's actually a new opening, another new film opening at number nine, LD Entertainment's The Cursed, which was a Sundance film uh, under a different title from 2021, opened in 1687 theaters for a paltry 1.7 million. Um, but, you know, as an indie film, honestly, it's not that bad. Uh, there's a number of Oscar films that got a boost from the nominations. Again, uh, Worst Person in the World from Norway uh, added 216 theaters to expand a 265 total and crossed a million total at the domestic box office, uh, including my own tickets this past weekend. Uh, Encanto, despite being on Disney Plus now for several, for a couple of months, uh, returned to two, uh, 1,035 theaters for a total of 1,310 theaters and a domestic take of 440,000 this weekend, bringing it up to 948 8 million lifetime. Uh, West Side Story is ahead of it ahead of its March 2nd release on Disney Plus, uh, released in 505 theaters back up to 955 total and a running total uh, of 337.6 million dollars. Uh, Drive My Car from Japan added another 86 theaters up to 213, currently sits at about 1.5 million to date. 
And also opening in China, in the U.S. is Chinese film Too Cool to Kill from the New, Lunar New Year weekend. Uh, well Go USA released it to $72,000 in 20 theaters for a per theater average of 3622 which is the second highest of the weekend behind Uncharted. Uh, over the domestic box uh, overall the domestic box office recovered the 94.4 million over the three-day weekend uh, this coming weekend we have the wide release of peter dinklage's musical film serrano from united artists as well as open road studios Stu- open roads studio 666 uh, featuring david grohl and the foo fighters uh, box office pros has both opening to about th- two to five million dollars now, Uncharted should stay in number one spot uh, into next weekend, though it is slightly higher than normal drop due to the holiday weekend. Uh, also coming this weekend is the 50th anniversary re-release of The Godfather Remastered. Now, looking internationally, the most interesting news is going to jump straight to China, um, where Death of the Nile opened to about $5.9 million over the two-day weekend. Uh, it Normally, the, most movies are released uh, over three days with Friday, but uh, I guess this time around, they only opened, the, the authorities gave them only a two-day weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so they ended up opening to $5.9 million. It comes below the three Lunar New Year holdovers, Battle of Lake Changjin, $19.6 million this weekend, $588 million to date. Uh, the aforementioned Too Cool to Kill, 17.4 million for the weekend, 30, 373 million to date, and a nice view, 11.3 million for the weekend, 192 million to date. That being said, Death on the Nile did come in above local animated film Me and My Winter Games, an Olympic tie-in uh, coming in at fifth place with 5.4 million over its two-day weekend. Uh, speaking of Hollywood releases in China, the Batman apparently was cleared for China release. Now, not a certain thing, of course, but still hoping for that film to do well. Um, or for those hoping the film to do well, it's a start. Uh, rumors are that maybe getting the March 18th release date. Apparently, they're already hassing out what could happen in the sequel, so it seems as though Warner is really confident in this one. Uh, following up from last week's episode about Batman's pre-sales about two weeks to go until the pre-sales and they hit uh, for the film release hit about 12 million or so pre-sales are slowing down um, but you know with first impressions coming out I believe later this week if not next early next week um, those would kickstart pre-sales uh, even more uh, box office post currently has Batman at 135 to 170 million opening weekend now, the other big news this week was a massive list of announcements from Viacom CBNs. Uh, the first of them being that they are changing their name to Paramount Global, uh, bettering better more, to more center their streaming service Paramount Plus. Uh, that's a pretty huge. There's a pretty big thread somewhere on Twitter about the details of everything that they've announced. But you know, and that includes both TV and film. Uh, but some highlights for movies that stand out to me include some Transformer movies starting 2024, Sonic 3 already in development before the second one even comes out later this year. Uh, two more Quiet Place films over the next couple of years, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film from Seth Rosen coming to theaters, Paw Patrol 2, a Blue's Clues movie later this year, and Baby Circuit 2023, Dora the Explorer movie, uh, Star a Star Trek movie, and many, many more. Now, some of these are Paramount Plus exclusives, while some, such as Top, Top Gun, Maverick, Lost City, Mission Impossible, and Dungeons & Dragons, as well as Babylon, uh, are all going to be theatrical exclusives before coming later to Paramount Plus uh, a few weeks or months later. Uh, notably on the Star Trek movie, apparently it was news even to the cast of the prequel, uh, so that's going to be some interesting negotiations going on for sure. 
Uh, other than that, there are a couple of other headlines just worth mentioning before we wrap up this very quick show. Uh, Netflix signed a new window agreement with France to be able to stream their movies uh, 15 months after a theatrical release, as opposed to the previous 36-month theatrical window, uh, in exchange for Netflix investing at least $45 million into 10, at least 10 local films for the French uh, film industry. Uh, we'll see if this goes toward Netflix being welcomed back to Cannes. Um, and then the other headline are a couple of animated dates set by Illumination. June 30th, 2023 has Migration, a film about a family of ducks, uh, directed by 2014 animated feature Oscar nominee uh, Benjamin Renner, as well as with screenplay by Mike, Mike White of School of Rock fame. And then July 3rd, 2024, we get Despicable Me 4. Uh, in any case, I think I'll end the episode here. Again, you know, definitely got all the packing to work on. Episodes, again, will be a little bit shorter for the next couple of weeks while I do my apartment move and get all set up and everything. I'll still try to record, um, you know, to record uh, an episode of Box Office Watch every week and also update my Oscars Death Race podcast, um, which, you know, I'm going to try to write and record, you know, even, either uh, right after this one. Um, you know, uh, you know, pop into there if you want to hear me talk more about the films I watched this weekend, Parallel Mothers and the Worst Person in the World, as well as all the drama about you know, the uh, the Academy trying to improve ratings for the Oscars uh, by cutting or, or redoing doing differently the way that they are uh, doing some categories. Uh, but with that, I think that's a wrap for this episode. You can shoot me ideas for what else you should cover via email at boxofficewatchpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at BOWatchPodcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe or at the very least leave a review or tell a movie-loving friend. Any of that helps. If you're extra generous, consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, links to all of that will be in our show notes. Numbers used in the show come from dnumbers.com. Intro and outro music from Kevin MacLeod, incompetech.filmation.io. Editing production by Ninsboy Media. And until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch Podcast. And remember, our watch goes on. Yeah.